Welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap. I'm Doug, with me is Deb. Hello. And I'm the guy that just wants to paint a little happy glue. That sounds so wrong on so many different levels. Oh, we were talking about no, gorilla... Nobody can see the awkward hand gestures you were making either. Gorilla glue and uh, a little, like, 99 cent watercolor paintbrush just to spread the glue around to glue things I need glued. To. I would say glued down, but glued... Glund. 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 Gluten. That was sufficiently awkward. So you. No, I'm sorry. I'm gluten free. Nice. You know what I'm talking about, though. I mean, where you'd get like the set of ten paintbrushes for like a fucking dollar, and they were shitty, and they had the plastic handle, and the, the bristles would fall out like after the first. Yeah, and you use yeah. them for your yeah paint by color. No, I got them. Exactly. Do they still do paint by color? I'm sure they do. I think that ever goes out of style. I'm gonna have to go to the Hobby Lobby and get some paint by numbers. Not Hobby Lobby. Because mm. they're horrible. Yeah, but I mean... Or is it them or Michael's? Which one is the horrible one? Well, they're both pretty horrible. No, no, I mean, like, ethically. Oh, that's Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Okay, no, no, ethically. You can buy all your decoupage here, but keep my hands off your uterus. Or some... Those words, but in different order. That's why I don't need a Chick-fil-A anymore, even though they're nope. delicious. Even nope. though they're fucking delicious. Damn you for they denying hate the gays. Like I said, damn you for denying me your awesome chicken and waffle fries by being giant dick bags. <gasps> chicken and waffle fries. Chicken and waffle fries. Oh. Like the waffle cut fries? Oh my god, now I want chicken and waffle fries. I know, that'd be fucking wicked awesome, wouldn't it? I'm sad you didn't chicken say flavored waffle fries? I'm surprised you didn't say wicked awesome and then go into, you know, a little bit marky mock for the rest of that conversation. Oh my god! I totally found chicken waffle, waffle fries. fries. Guys! Sweetie, have me my chicken waffle fries. Look, I'm okay, prime, so I'm not gonna talk up to you. You have to come down here. So, the only way we're gonna get My ears are down here, my mouth is down here. You gotta come down to here. The only way we're gonna get off of this is to talk about a worse Michael Bay film. Doug, take it away. Oh, you guys can't see the angry gestures he's making. It's pretty Oh my awesome. god, I'm gonna freak out. And I, I've been really good about talking about this movie in very small doses. Oh, no, no. I want you to let all of the nerd vomit out. Just vomit all over the podcast. I saw Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you haven't even seen it. So, I don't need to see it. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. And it's not that it's toyetic. It's not that it's aimed at a Age younger group? generation. Which I would understand. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd understand taking and, it. And they would have, you know, sly nods to... Um, the origins? The, well, not the origins, but the, to Canon? our... The, uh, no. Just let me fucking finish. No. Sorry, go ahead. What was it? Don't, what was the original tagline of the show? It was like, don't step on my punchline, cunt. Or whatever it was, wait for it. I think it was wait for it, bitch. Wait for it, bitch? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um... That, you know, you could do it in a way that appealed to the new audiences, but have sly nods to uh, what us 30-year-olds grew up with. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be the original Mirage comics or the, you know, the Funimation uh, cartoon before it got all really fucking shitty and dumb meta um, with, like, Ray, uh, Raphael breaking the fourth wall and going, I don't know, folks, <laughs> pizza. Or whatever the fuck he said. Who gives a shit? Um, I actually have one fundamental bitch about that show, but we'll talk about it later. 
It was fucking horrible. It opens with an old bald man, because that's a way to start a movie for kids, um, if it was indeed aimed for them. I imagine it's aimed for the blind, um, and possibly deaf. Um, so the Helen Kellers of the world. This is the movie for you. Um, why did Helen Keller like Ninja Turtles? Because she's Helen Keller. Aww. Um. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. Um. There was absolutely no character development on Shredder. It was old, bald Japanese man who has a suit. You don't... It never gets explained why he has the suit, the Shredder suit. He just has it. Just cause. Um... And it gets redesigned by, uh, uh, what is his name? William Fickner? Who plays kind of a Baxter Stockman-esque character without being Baxter Stockman. Because it'd be too easy to change his name to Baxter Stockman and have a nod. You know what I mean? To, like, an original villain. Um, so, William Fickner remakes uh, the suit for the Shredder for what appears to be no reason. Um, it has magnets in it, which I... Saw the movie Two Juggalos, so I assume they don't know how they work. Um, but magnets both attract and repulse based on negative and positive, uh, you know, chargings. Yes. Um, I'm gonna ju- kind of jump around to character by character is how I want to do this. Uh, while the Shredder had no character development, the design element of the Shredder was fucking fantastic. I loved it. I loved it. The fact that it was, like, you know, crudely, you know, um, hewn blades um, that shot out and then magnetized would kind of pull back in. like So it wasn't, like, super polished and, like, very, you know, like, shiny and no... No, 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 there. no. It was kind of an unfinished work, so to speak. Good. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I like always ticks me off when I see shit like that. And it's like, it's perfect and shiny and it's been forged it's and Megatron. polished. It's Megatron, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's, like, Speaking it's Michael be... Bay. Um, I know. Um, but the character development was extremely lacking in Shredder. There was literally no, it was like, why does he hate the turtles? Why does he hate Splinter? Why is he doing this mutagen thing? He beats the shit out of Splinter, which the Splinter fight scene was actually fucking really cool. It was like seeing the Yoda fight scene in episode two, where you're kind of like, okay. Well, that's the thing about episode two is that everybody's always wanted to see Yoda actually fight. And he does, and it's awesome. And he uses like the he uses like he force throws the chairs at, at Palpatine. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, Splinter's fight scene was rad. He used his tail like almost like as a whip. Like it was really fucking neat. The mechanics of it were awesome. And I don't know if anybody else remembers this from the movies that they did a while ago. One of my favorite scenes that to this day still cracks me the fuck up is Splinter still as the rat copying the moves of his, you know, Asian. I, I, I uh, didn't uh, say sensei, um, but basically uh, owner. Uh, like I said, f- like he's in the cage copying the the move. The Not Arokosaki, because that's the um, that's the shredder. It's, uh, like I said, he's copying the moves of his, oh, his God, basically sensei as a rat. And it's a stop motion cage. animation. Yeah. yeah, it's a stop motion animation, and for some reason that always a cracks me up, and b thought I thought it was kind of an important plot point. Well, and then this one, like, okay, Shredder. Uh, I'm sorry, Shredder. Uh, Splinter and the turtles end up in a sewer. And Splinter finds... Dandelion? No. Sorry. Sorry. We'll be good. But what they do find is a book of ninjutsu, which is how you learn ninjutsu, apparently. Is, yeah, from a book. And, like, wait, what? 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 
Um, the people I saw it with were extremely annoyed with me because every five minutes I kept going, What? As you would watching this movie. Um, the characterization uh, was, I would say, inconsistent, but really it's non-existent. Um, I mean, I liked, the, once again, I liked the design of the turtles, that Leonardo was more like samurai armor-based, uh, uh, Raphael was a bit more like a brutal, um, you know, like street fighter, uh, and by that I, I don't mean like Guile and Blanca, I mean like eight-person fights on the streets. So like kind of a, like a brute. Yeah. Um, that Michelangelo was a bit more like surfer, which, you know, he is. That's the character. Donatello had, like, you know, the, the goggles um, and, the, and, the, and the gadgets. Like, okay. Like, the design of all of them were great. The characterization was just so over the top. They literally went... Okay, here's the funny what thing it, is that what you can kind of almost see from your description is, like, he had world-class fucking styling and, like... Visually, say, it was... Well, I mean, like, director of photography, styling, animation... The mocap was shit. The problem I, is oh. that they needed the final sign-off from, you know, the director and the executive producer. Who were the same person. Exactly. Um, Sorry, I kept that one I, I think they took each... That, that, that aspect of each turtle that made them their... Their uniqueness, their individuality. You know what I'm talking about when yeah, I say yeah, Donatello's like, a smart one, Michelangelo's a surfer, and so forth, so on. Like I said, they all had their own personalities, and you know, it's like. But they each had that thing, that one thing. Like Leonardo was the leader, and he was the like the Splinter's disciple, and he was like the most, you know, uh, uh, like driven. And then you know, Leo. Uh, I'm sorry, Raph was um, the loose cannon. Like I said, uh, he was the most emotional and the most angry. He was like, he was like the, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why can't I be normal? Why can't I be like everyone else? Well, no, I'd say more like loose cannon, sarcastic asshole. Um, they didn't really dredge deeper than the character than their uh, their respective individual markers, and then amplified that to like a hundred, well, where it became like almost Michael a parody Bay. of like it. I said, that sounds like Michael Bay. It was ridiculous. And the fact that they had... That April O'Neil's, like, dad had some kind of connection as a... Okay, that always pisses me off when they try and tie in, like, this subsidiary character who's important to the series, and they're like, oh, no, wait, you're here because your parents had something... No, 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 they got involved. Welcome to Mark Webb's fucking Spider-Man. No, that irritates me. The whole thing with with Peter Parker's parents... I just uh, rewatched Amazing Spider-Man 2. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, it's, it's parents have something to do with Oscorp and Chris Cooper and the but Green Goblin I mean, serum. Think about your actual life. Admittedly, nothing amazing has happened to either of us, but there are lots of things and people that have come into your life with no connection to your parents whatsoever. You don't have to be involved in something just because your parents were involved in something. It's, Sometimes shit just fucking happens. It's, and I, I've noticed this in every Michael Bay movie. It's that it's not a jump to conclusions... Um, which I imagine the board game from uh, Office Space. Me too, actually. Um, I'm mad. Yeah. But it's just, it's a jump to coincidence. Where it's like, oh, you know what? Like, of course, coincidentally, they're going to find the woman whose dad had something with the mutagen that's going to save Splinter at the end. Spoiler alert, you know what? Don't even fucking, don't even see it. Just don't even fucking see it. But I mean, think about your life. I've talked about this. It's right up there with Green Hornet and Southland Tales as... Both Some of the worst like, movies I've ever fucking seen. I've tried to watch both Green Hornet and Southland Tales twice to make them make sense and make them be less awful. Nope, still just as bad. 
I now, twice. I, I, I will say, I, I was talking to someone, I was like, I'd rather see Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, as I call it. Okay, I didn't hate Turtles in Time, but I was also a little kid. Um, as opposed to the new Ninja Turtles, and they said, I'd rather watch the new Ninja Turtles than Turtles in Time. Nope. I, I'd yeah, I, I don't know where I fall, where the opinion truly falls on that one, but... Yes, I saw it. Of course, I was going to see it. Let's let's just actually. I was let, 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 you let's, saw let's, it. let's let's nip this in the bud. Because a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, "Well, if you knew it was going to suck, why did you go see it?" Actually, I'm pretty surprised you saw it because, frankly, really. Now I'm surprised because, in hindsight, I should have just gone and see Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah, yeah, no, you really should have. I'm hooked on a feeling, but anyway. Because all I want to do is see the Groot Sprout dance again. The Groot Root. Um, you know they've released the whole uh, 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 gif of that, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, no, uh, that's that's everywhere. Marvel has done that. Yeah, like I said, no, that's everywhere, and it's 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 just so adorable. It's the root root. But anyway, and I'd like to think that's actual motion capture of Vin Diesel dancing. Yeah, it's probably Chris Pratt. Actually, probably is Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Or Sean Gunn. But Sean uh, Gunn. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Sean Gunn. Yeah, Sean Gunn. Why? Because that's what his parents named him? No, I'm just... Uh, Sean Gunn, James Gunn's yes, brother? Uh, who did, like, half of the motion cap, uh, mocap for uh, Rocket? Oh, Rocket. Well, like I said, I'm He's like, also one of the, um, one of the, not Reavers, because that's uh, Joss Whedon. What are they called? Ravagers? Ravagers? Guardians? Oh, oh, God. Um, you know, no, Yandu... No, they're, they're... Crap, what, what are they actually called? It's not Ravengers. It's not Ravengers. No, it's not. It... But you know what, you, you know the one that like keeps talking to Yandu with the mohawk? Yeah. That's James Gunn's brother. Okay. Sean Gunn. And he filled in for Bradley Cooper doing a mocap for Rocket. So it's... It's going to bother me until I figure out what their name is. Sca- not Scavengers. It's something to do with Scavengers. But it's something like that, because Korath is like, but don't dress like a... Okay, can you get... He's half cybernetic. He might have said bop, bop, bop. You want to talk one, about, one, zero, 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 want to talk one. about Ninja Turtles some more? Piece of shit. Um, okay, is there anything you liked about it? I liked... Once again, I liked the design work behind you liked, it. You liked the styling. There was, I will be perfectly honest, spoiler alert, um, the turtle van... Shows up at the end. It's, I, not a, it's not a VW bus, is it? It's a highly stylized VW bus, like the turtle van is. Okay. So I was kind of like, oh, oh, turtle van. Not enough to make this movie awesome. Um, piece of shit. I went with friends, and they went, you talked the whole way through it. I got Like, messages. no wonder you go to see movies alone. And I went, no, no, because when I'm, when I'm alone, like, I don't out loud go, what? I tend to see decent fucking movies alone. This is a movie that I'll go see in a group because I'm going, we need to talk. Okay, my point is, from like 10 minutes ago, why did I go see it? If I knew it was going to suck. This is the thing, and we talked about this with Transformers 4. I can't believe you wouldn't saw Transformers 4. You mean Transform 4-mers? So it's a marketing oversight. It should be Transformers. Oh, ah. 
Oh, you can see. Throw something at you. You can see the T, the four, and the R and S. Like the marketing writes itself. I want to throw something at you so bad right now. I know. We should do a Transformers variant. Ugh. Only if you're Oh, Douglas Prime versus Debatron. Oh, you just drew it in your head like the way I did. I did. Oh, speaking of drawings, I got one in my bag for you. Um, what? Oh, the drawing. Oh, yeah, that's right. You which we talk about on Damn, so don't worry about it. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yes, I said drawing on purpose. What? It drives me fucking nuts when people say drawing, like there's a fucking L in the word. It's a drawing. Did it's I not say a drawing? drawing. No, I did. I said, oh, you got me a drawing. Did I draw while I was... No, it's just one of those things where people like, oh, it's drawing. a drawing. I did a drawing. People can't see the smug look on your face. Do you have any finishing thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? You know, I, I knew it was going to suck. Turtles in a shell. I, turtle power. Turtle power. What the shell? They don't ever do any of that crap either. Which was like, you know. Um, my point is that I knew it would suck. I knew walking in it would suck. That's fine. I did not expect it to suck as bad as it did. Okay, here's the funny thing is that. And yes, you know what? Ironically, it it'll probably make a million fucking hundred billion dollars in China. That's actually what I was about to say. It's like, oddly enough, it's actually a box office hit. However. No, it's not. It's failing in the. Well, it's failing in the U.S. No, I'm just saying, first week. Overseas? It's ridiculous. First weekend, the box office was great. The problem. Is that Mayfair, by the way? Yes. The problem is that people went to see it because they wanted to see it was so bad, and they're like, "We've already confirmed a sequel." Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's right. They've already confirmed a sequel. Oh, I know. What the shit are they gonna do with a sequel? It's not gonna be any secret of the use. Is, is anything a secret of the ooze? You know what? I'm going to sum up my thoughts on this. You know what? If it doesn't have a Vanilla Ice cameo, I don't want to fucking see it. And, you know, th that's my thought on the second one. Yeah. Dude, I love the second one. With Toko and Razer? Uh, yeah, everybody loves Toko and Razer. I had, like, four conversations about this this week. I had I had a, I had the Razer fucking uh, action figure. Really? Oh, yeah. With the replaceable, um, like, uh, 1950s Chevy grill, like, ab protector, I guess oh, you'd actually, call that. I know what you're talking about. Well, the funny thing is, yeah. what I remember is that I was young enough that, um, I don't think they even make these anymore. I had a little thing that clipped over the bow of my laces on my shoes to keep mm -hmm. my shoes tied, and it was a Ninja Turtle. Did, do they have a name or no? They did. I'll, uh, um, oh, I'll look it up later. We'll do a... But I mean, um, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. I, they they, were, they were called, like, lace keepers or something. Like I said, I totally had those when I was much younger. Oh, yeah. Mostly because, apparently, in the winter, I didn't have... Well, see, now I'm thinking about it. Why the shit wasn't I wearing boots? It was the fucking snow. I don't have a good answer for that. But I remember being out sledding with the Ninja Turtle disc. The one that looked like a shell. Uh -huh. what I'm talking about. And yep. Those things were fucking yep. awesome. Sledding down my, uh, I was gonna say, sledding down the, because uh, my street was in Nangle, sledding down the street in my neighborhood and having the little Ninja Turtles, like, lacer? Lace keepers? Maybe that was it. Tie keepers? Something like, like that. Like I said, having both of those on my uh, shoes. Gatekeeper? And one of those things, I swear to God, they were like King white, Master? like LA gear shoes. Like, that's how young I was. Wow. Honey, this was like a thousand years ago. I know. Back when British Knights were a thing. 
They were a thing. They were a thing. Sorry. Uh, can we talk about The Winter Soldier, please? Because I'd like to talk about a good movie. Yes. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week, that I was re-watching The Winter Soldier. Um, and this is that was kind of hot on the heels of that. Marvel's really kind of gotten out of their own way. Um, Marvel's like, you know what? The creative know what they're doing. We're going to back the fuck off. Well, and weirdly enough, the person that co-wrote um, Guardians was an in-house writer for Marvel, mm-hmm. um, which I think is going to be the same for, oh, what the fuck is, uh, for Ant-Man. If they can ever get it made. Oh, it'll, get, it'll get made. It's phase three. You know what I mean. And phase three is going to be fucking insane. Have you heard the slate of movies that are coming out with phase three? Yeah. Ant-Man, Doc Strange. And they're doing Doc Strange in the uh, um, uh, uh, Steve Ditko like style, where Steve Ditko was drawing Doctor Strange and going, "I'm drawing mystical universes and parallel, you know, whatevers," and then like the media, weirdly enough, the media was talking to Steve Ditko and goes, "You know that kids do drugs and then read your comics because they're so psychedelic," and he goes, "Wait, what do you mean, like?" That's how they're doing Doc Strange. And you know what? The rumor is, it's still a big, huge rumor. Johnny Depp as Doc Strange. He did put off doing another Pirates for a year. I could see him be Doc Strange. For a new generation, I could absolutely do it. I could see it. Especially after seeing him do Jack Sparrow. Now the question is, no, just because you made me watch that character actor piece, I now want to see Anthony Stewart head as Doc Strange. Mm. If you've ever, no, no, you know, remember the episode of Buffy where he's at the, the, I was going to say, where it's the dreaming and he's singing, and then also I've seen, you know, uh, Rebo, the genetic opera, he can be weird and strange and hilarious and, like I said, not so stodgy. No, but, you know, the thing is... How's the doc strange? How's his American accent is the question. Yeah. I think it's lacking. No, you you have an excellent point there. However, we should talk about the Winter Soldier more. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I'm I'm not trying to... They, once again, Marvel broke the mold with, and going backwards with Guardians of the Galaxy, doing the whole, you know, James Gunn uh, background in trauma and and, and B-horror, B-science fiction... Um, with Winter Soldier, they, and we talked about this, I think, when it came out, they went to, like, that old school 70s, like, Three Days of the Condor, which is weird because it's got, um, uh, uh, Robert Redford in it. Yeah. Uh, they went to, like, that old school, like, spy thriller. And re-watching it, it's fucking amazing. Now, once again, I have immense love for not only the movie, but the storyline, um, I'm, if it has to, okay, it, if, it if it's not apparent... Um, I'm a massive comic book nerd. I've said this multiple times. <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt that says, with Deadpool going through comics, that says I have issues. Um, like comic book issues. Different show. But, um, I read the original uh, Brubaker Winter Soldier stuff. I was there for the initial reveal for who the Winter Soldier was, which, by the way, it's coming out on DVD, so if you haven't seen it, fuck you. I'm just going to spoil it and not write spoilers at the beginning of this episode. 
Um, well, but it's one of those things it's where it's been... I, I've said it many times. I really hated the first Captain America. I, I didn't hate it. No, I hated it. I'm like... This it was is a such, bad execution. I'm like, this is such obvious exposition. They're like, let's just get through this shit so we can get to the fucking Avengers. And I loved, loved Winter Soldier. I think there were really good performances within Captain America. I think the woman that played Peggy Carter, that ooh, she's going to have her own show now. Um, I can't think of her name off the top of Aubrey, my head. Aubrey, I can't think of her last name. Plaza. God, you wish. I know. Um, when she Why rubbed up on uh, Dane DeHaan... I've Dane never, DeHaan. I've never felt more jealous of Dane DeHaan in my said, entire life. Poor Dane DeHaan. And I've watched Chronicle. Um... Like I said, poor Dane DeHaan. She's making out with him, her hand over her mouth, and then she keeps, like, playing with his nipple. Oh, and when she, like, does the inside thigh thing? Oh, my God. Poor Dane DeHaan. And she's on Portlandia, and it's like, oh, you still look adorable. Anyway. Um, Winter Soldier. One, uh, weird Guardians of the Galaxy moment where he goes, Bucky? And he goes, who's Bucky? And I went, Who? Loved it. Um, I read the original, uh, you know, like, Bucky! Who's Bucky? And the Winter Soldier disappears, and there's the whole Alexander Lucan thing, which uh, was kind of replaced by Alexander Pierce in the movie. But I'm a huge fan of the Brubaker run on Captain America and the death of Captain America and the Winter Soldier and blah, 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 blah. Um, this just, A, re, just re-reaffirms Deb, as you've noticed, my love affair with comic book assassins. It's all about Deadpool. It's all about Deathstroke. It's all about the Winter Soldier. You know, what's extra funny about that is, if you remember, I loved a film, but my first comment on it was, what, they can't cut Bucky's hair because he's a bad guy? Well, they had to set him apart from his kind of clean-cut look from the but 40s. just him some fucking stubble. Oh, he had stubble. Oh, he had stubble. I'm just saying. Oh, did he have stubble? But it's one of those things where it's like, you have all the time in the world with this assassin. You can't give him a fucking haircut? Maybe he liked it that way. No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. It's it was a fashion of, thing. Like I said, it was, a, it was a style choice. And it was just like, really? Trogdor, what the shit are you doing? I would have just looked at your pile of llamas. That looks like, weirdly, the pile of llamas I had on that game. <laughs> That's why I started doing it. Oh, my God. Terrible. Well, I stopped him from doing it, but the non-turn was going to order me a three-foot llama for my birthday next week. That was my nickname in high school. Three-foot llama? Mm-hmm. Why? I'll let you decide. And you and I have to have a talk about that later. Yeah. Don't you Jeffries me. I do it better than you. This is our weird Mexican standoff on Tuesday. Ryan and I had a Mexican standoff with our dicks yesterday. It was fucking awesome. Okay, anyways. You'll, hear, you'll have listened to it last week on... Finishing thoughts. Um, It's been very obvious on the podcast. I was not a big fan of Thor. I was not a big fan of Captain America. But Thor 2 Dark World, I fucking love. Which is, Captain I'm the opposite. Captain America Winter Soldier, fucking adored. Which, I, I'm weirdly the opposite on Thor. I don't... I'm not a huge fan of Dark World. I thought it was too sci-fi. Once I again, really like Dark World, and I, I don't them. like they made them aliens. They are gods. 
one thing. I don't... Okay, I understand you have to do it, like, as a Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3. Like, as a universe. As the, as the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I understand you have to explain away... You Sorry, have, nobody can see me imaginarily pushing my glasses. I'm pushing my glasses up. You have to explain away... This is based in science and not magic. And magic is a science you haven't Are you understood. Done? With that voice, yes. Um, I'm going to choke on my own spit if I keep doing it. God, I but, hope so. Um, you couldn't carry this show. Um, I could, but I'd just be like... But so would you know how to out. post it? Like I said, so we're hanging out watching some Dexter. Nope, nobody's ever going to hear this. I love Winter Soldier. Always have, not always will. Dark World. No, I'm not. I really liked it. I'm sorry. Not that I hate it. I didn't hate it. Well, I didn't. I love Doctor it. Who as a Dark Elf. Did you get to the Dark Elf in uh, Guardians? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. And the Cocoon. I really thought we were going to see more of Benicio del Toro. The Cocoon. Do you know what that means? Cocoon. Huh? No. Cow? No, no, Cocoon. Um, in Zack and Mary make a porno. I'm trying to think of, like, sexy porno names. Oh, and Kakunt yeah. was Cocoon. Yeah, Kakunt. Suck my cacachino. Um, no, that Kakun... I almost said it. The Cocoon means... Means Adam Warlock. Who bleeds out of the Infinity Excuse Gauntlet. Trogdor, what the shit are you doing? Don't worry, he's not bothering us. Stop focusing on your cat, weird lady. Um, he's getting into the heater. That uh, Adam Warlock is kind of the ultimate cosmic hero of the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. He can kind of heal himself through a cocoon, and James Gunn has confirmed that the cocoon in the Collector's aviary, so to speak, um, Collectiary? I would have just said Collection. Guy Fieri? <laughs> I would have just said Collection. Collection he is... a little bit too much like Skinny Guy Fieri, doesn't he? He's, he's Space Liberace. I can't wait to see more of you. And I think you will. Because but, I mean, he's, he's got one of the Infinity Gems. We've talked about ether. this. He has the ether. My thing is, is Thanos going to go on a Thanos? What The comic that was written by Jim Starlin. Is he going to go, and I talked about this last week, is he going to go on a Thanos, what's called Thanos Quest, to get all of these gems? You're not going to see that. You're not going to see... Thanos be, Quest? Yeah, it was the 80s. Fuck off. And actually, the funny thing is, we talked about this last week. Everybody I've asked if they thought that Rhoda the Accuser sounded biblical said yes. Of course it did. We should probably move on now. But he was appointed by who? Well... Little on the nose, he was uh, appointed by the Supreme Intelligence. You know, Supreme Or. That's right, I totally forgot that. Supreme mm. Or. Of the Cree. I was actually just reading an article about um, the implications of the Cree Skrull War with uh, in the Marvel Universe, which is actually very interesting because the Skrull equivalent in the MCU is the Shatari. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's really interesting. Yep. Nerd. And we haven't seen Rick Jones. 
Not in any Hulk movie, not in Avengers, nothing. We have not seen Rick Jones. I, I don't know what to tell you. So you. You don't know who Rick Jones is, do you? No, I don't. You know when uh, Bruce Banner runs out to like save the kid from the gamma bomb? Yeah. That's Rick Jones! I totally forgot about that. He ends up being Bucky for a little while. In the 80s. Oh, the Winter Soldier. Nope, that's... Oh, Bucky's that's, on ice at that point. That's more a joke Um... Yeah, Rick Jones is like kind of the uh, evergreen psychic character. He kind of came into his own under Peter David's Captain Marvel uh, title, which I loved because you should read Peter David. I'm looking at you, Deb. I'm sorry, am I boring you? She literally just yawned when I said the words Peter David. It was Actually, beautiful. Actually, it had nothing to do with you. It had to do with I, the fact that I don't sleep. It had everything to do with Peter David. Yeah, that's right. I was yawning at Peter David. It has nothing to do with the fact that I don't sleep. He's a nerdy George R. R. Martin. You'll love it. So he kills everyone, and he's going to get fat and die before the series ends. Yeah, actually, I'll give you a high five on that one. Yeah. Thank you, George R. R. Martin. Get your shit together and finish writing the fucking books. He has the ending in the vault. And that it's is a- not what I'm talking about. You may know where the end is. I want to know how we get there, dickbag. No, he actually has, like, an outline for, like, the last, like, couple books, and he's talked to HBO about, like, okay, plot points. Okay, here's the thing. You know who else that happened to? Douglas Adams. And the shit that his kids got together, not the fucking same. No. Exactly. No. No. That's exactly where I'm going to go to. Douglas Adams. He had the series planned out. He had everything he wanted to do down. And his kids tried to get it together yeah, after his death. Douglas Adams was phoning it on the last couple, on at least the last book of the Hitchhiker series. But I am just saying, he had the ideas. Now, Dirk, gently I'll give you. Does anybody else laugh anytime you say that name? Dirk, gently. <laughs> Dirk and Dirk and Dirk. The way it doesn't sound like jerk. No, never mind. Anyways. Anyways, my favorite actually scene in that is I think it's from A Long Dark Tea Time for the Soul. When he's talking about. Like I said, he's talking about like. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm laughing inside. Like the the standoff with his house lady about opening the fridge where they both have a hair on the fridge to see if anybody's opened Mm -hmm. it. So it's his hair and then it's a dyed red hair with like an inch of gray root. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Douglas Adams. And fuck you because you ruined something I was writing. Okay. I started writing a sci-fi kind of operatic story, and did Dirk gently ruin it? Well, the kind of uh, quote-unquote like mother-in-law at the time was like, "This is really good. Have you ever read any Douglas Adams?" And I went, "Nope." Yeah, it's because you. Douglas Adams when you were young because you didn't like there to be another Doug. Right, yeah, totally. Which makes sense as your child because you're like, I'm the only one. It's that very no, that's just child you. ego. No, that's, that's just you. No, that's... I was okay with there being as, other As Debs. a child, it's you're all ego. No, I was okay with there being other Debs. Well, I wasn't. Okay. Debs, Dugs, or otherwise. We're all unique snowflakes. You are not your own unique snowflake. You are not your fucking khakis. You are not your bowel cancer. Um, but yeah, and I end up reading Douglas Adams. Uh, the, uh, I get the entire like a quadrilogy at the, at the at the time of Hitchhiker's Guide and was like, oh fuck, I'm ripping this guy off <laughs> massively without ever having known it. Which actually does that kind of ripping him off. I like to think of it as the uh, 
global consciousness. Thought storms and idea, you know, the the, the idea, idea collective. Yeah, was it? Idea bombs. Not idea bombs. Uh, it's uh, called collective consciousness. It's yes, but Al- Alan Moore's all... got a Alan Moore's got a whole thing about like no, but I mean the collective conscious and like st- uh, uh, idea storms. And that's why other people have ideas across the globe that are very similar. No, but like I said, psychologically, and you know, yeah, actually, because I wanted to be a research psychologist, it's what it's called. It's called collective consciousness. That's yeah. the theory. Is that we're all connected somehow, whether it be when we're asleep or drinking uh, or you otherwise. See, you see that uh, you see that idea espoused in um, Why the Last Man? Did you ever read that? Mm-hmm. You'd love it. Um, Probably. Yeah, actually, talk to who's your comic guy other than me? Carter. Yeah, talk to him about Why the Last Man. And there's a part where this woman is talking to this little girl about the collective uh, conscious and goes, do your homework after all of your classmates have gone to sleep because they've already done their homework and you'll be able to access, like, their answers. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, making it sound really no, no, dumb. I, I actually get what you're saying. It's one of those that if you do something after everyone else has, you can kind of access all their thoughts and insights. It's the whole the yeah. whole Darwinism thing about like these monkeys on this island that were not connected to this monkeys on this island were breaking nuts this way, and then those monkeys on uh, 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 island A are doing it the way that. B, but without any cross uh, uh, pollination. I hope they can see the pained look I'm making right now. It's because I'm explaining it, right? Cross pollination. Yeah. I think you just ruined Darwin. You just broke Darwin. Okay, I think we're gonna crisscross pollination. Crisscross. We'll make it jump, jump, and evolve. So I've been rewatching Dexter. I forgot how much I really enjoyed the first few seasons. Also, and you were watching a few episodes with me, did not realize the actor who played Diggle had a reoccurring on season four. End of season four now, where you have, you know, Jimmy Smith as his, I won't say confidant or nemesis, but kind of a thorn in his side? He's kind of the opposite. He's kind of the other side of the coin. He's a guy who's doing right, but in the wrong way. He's also just think overly emotional. Where yeah. I think Dexter's doing wrong, but in the right way. Is how I'd call it out. the whole incident where his graveyard got discovered at the end of season... His graveyard? Yeah. Oh, it was under sea... Uh, yeah, the Bay Harbor Butcher case, which was... I think that was the middle of season two? Or yeah, where he pulls a fucking governor. It might have been season one, actually. He's got people at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> There's you bodies... At, at the, the bottom, bottom of the ocean. ocean. Damn it! Like I said, but like I said, his, like I said, his graveyard comes to light, and then he figures out just to drop them in the Gulf Stream, like anybody fucking would have before. Anyways, but um, I did not, like I said, I did not realize the actor who played Diggle had a reoccurring on season four. Well, he wasn't Diggle yet, so why would you realize that? No, but I mean, even when I first saw him, it didn't. I didn't connect the dots. And admittedly, I only... No, it's season three. I only watched the first four seasons of Dexter after John okay. Lithgow's Trinity arc killer. as the Trinity Killer, who wasn't really the Trinity Killer because he was, like, the four-person... I, I don't want to say... Well, he had a, a like, a sub-cycle that started the actual cycle. Yeah, like I said, but... So 3.5. No, he actually killed a little kid. So it was four murders. 
But still. Like, 3.5. It's a little kid. Ouch. Kids say? don't have souls. They're like hookers and cats. Actually, I'm pretty sure my cats don't have souls. Well, like I said, I only watched Thank the first God you four didn't seasons. Say hookers. Like I said, I only watched the first four seasons. I'm kind of torn on whether I want to watch the other four because I've not heard good things. They went all to eight? Yeah, it made it eight fucking seasons. Oh my god, I thought it only made it like six. Nope, eight. Wow. Eight seasons. At least Justified has the good fucking wherewithal to be like, you know what, six, we're cool. You know the funny thing is, I actually kind of have the feeling that Justified kind of always chose uh, their fate. I'll like, always, uh, I need to do the Justified Batman thing next week then. You haven't done it yet? I, I started it. I started it. It's blowing your mind, right? Yeah. I can't decide if Alicia Witt is... Um, Catwoman? I can't decide if, she, if she's Catwoman or uh, Renee Montoya. Like, there's there's very subtle things where I'm like... Ugh. You realize how unbelievably spot on it is, though. How unbelievably Batman it is? Yeah. yeah. I said spot on, but yeah. I mean, minus the killings, obviously. However, we should probably move on. You told me you're not going to break up with this train. I'm not. Um, I thought you were going to. They had... Some of it's coming back to me. We talked about this. Um, they did have kind of the backstory on the pawn shop owner. The Jew? Little... Yes, I know you don't Bitch! Like... I fucking was not going to say that. They did the backstory on the pawn shop owner. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, like, I was like, oh, well, that's just... And, and the way that he talks to Ephraim, and Ephraim goes, okay, so vampirism is really the easiest way to explain this disease. They're not vampires, it's not, it's not they're vampires. vampires. Yeah, like I said, they're not vampires. Well, and you and I talked about vampires. this when I first started watching it, where you said no one's done science vampires, and I went, yes, I have. And I'm like, mm. Well, but he, and, and, and Del Toro, and, oh God, what's that name, Chuck, Chuck Hogan is, is the guy who no, co-wrote no. it? I'd have to look at the books, I'm sorry. Um, they, they do it differently than my science vampire. But it is science vampire. Um, his is more kind of a, a, a medical drama. Mine is more of a... In the books, however, there is still a mine is, supernatural... Mine is more of a CSI, SUV. Um, we need to put on some sunscreen? No, it doesn't need to wear sunscreen. You said SUV. So there's a sports utility vehicle. And C-I-S-S-U-V-N-S-F-U? Or whatever that show is. Now I just want to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Blind Medicine, or was it Blind Justice? I think it was... It was, no, it was she was a nurse, it was or blind, a doctor. No, it was Blind Medicine, and she was a doctor. There was the one Love with... Uh, there was the one where uh, she seemed up with... Uh, Pet she, Psychic, that was with the one with Jason with Bateman. Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> the Strain, so you're not breaking up with it. I'm not breaking up with it. Uh, we'll see after the season. I will give it a whole season at this point. You know what? Um, the the, 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 the World War II flashbacks, as very X-Men as it was. Uh, and really, if they showed a kid like pulling a gate with his hand in the background, it wouldn't be weird. 
Um, it. Hellboy might have been around somewhere in World War Two. That was Del Toro. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I made that joke. Um. Excuse me. Let me pile off my horns. Dude, that's fucking awesome because it makes him seem more human. He thinks he fits in. Honey, I loved Hellboy. I loved. It doesn't mean that he's not buffing his horn stumps. Phrasing? Sounds like the worst metaphor ever. Excuse me, I'm gonna go buff my horn stumps. You missed Milk Bag Sack on uh, the new Nerdist with Alicia Fit. But anyway, anyway. um, I'm not breaking up with it based on uh, that flashback and the fact that Ephraim is trying to kind of explain away the mythology with science. Which, you know, as... Science! from science, from my science vampire standpoint, that's what my science vampire did. Okay, not to kick he, you in the junk, but at the end of the series, there is a supernatural element they have to deal with. You know, and I will say this, spoiler for something that's never going to see the light of day, but actually I do have the plot point of, at the end of the short story I'd written with my character... Mm-hmm. That the plot, the in the kind of like loose notes I have is something that can't be explained? Question mark. Where all of a sudden there <laughs> I is. I love that that's a fucking spoiler. Something that can't be explained? Question mark. Well, that there would actually be something supernatural that he can't explain, which is the whole point of the premise is that everything supernatural can be explained, and he would actually be joined in the uh, next kind of short story with a. Uh, he's got a great name. I can't say it. For legal reasons, because um, I don't want him to rip me off. So hard eye rolling. Go ahead. Do you want me to say her name? No, no, I'm just rolling your eyes. I can't say it for legal reasons. Dude, I, you know this. Well, okay, this all goes out under protective legality. Yes, so, that's why I was rolling my fucking so eyes. So John Goodwitch meets Seba Slay. Slay like a. Sled, not like slay, like kill. Um, and she's actually kind of like a old school like monster hunter. And she's like, no, it's all supernatural. And he's like, no, 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 it's all science. And they kind of butt heads in the second story. Not novel. I mean, it'd be a series of short stories. Novellas? No. No. Too short for novellas? Just mm-hmm. short stories? Yeah, I think Good Witch, when I finish it off is topping out at like maybe 30 pages interesting definitely should. no no that, that could be a novella I almost want to do it as a case book actually that'd be really fun mhm I should probably move on you're not breaking up with the strain nope I'd really like you to read the books I have so much to read right now I, mean, I just I actually just got the Robert Kirkman co-written um Walking Dead novels the Rise of the Governor and uh, Road to Woodbury. Um, and that's what I have to read after I get done with um, the Veronica Mars novel. And then I'm, I'm you still... You read Million Dollar Tamlin yet? I'm in the middle of fucking Super Gods. You will not fi- finish reading Super Gods so I can read it. I know, I know, I know. That's actually why I'm prioritizing it, so I can finish it. Right, well, we'll stop yelling at each other and we'll talk about Bill Wheaton. That's right. I didn't say it like I wanted to say it. Um, season finale, the Will Wheaton project happened. You know what? I what do you I think of the show? How, how far? How far are you in? Um, out of twelve episodes. Probably ten. 
Okay. I'm pretty far. I I think it's a pretty solid show. Admittedly, my favorite bit they've ever done was on episode two, when they put the the seventies porn music to the Vikings preview. Minus Skeletor reading tweets. I still think seventies porn minutes to Vikings is fun. It's funnier. I'm sorry. It's, it cracks me up so much because of the homosexual undertones. I like the not uh, in a bad way. It's just one of those where music changes the entire mood of a scene, and I'm like, yeah. I like that he does the uh, Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, what is it? Sci-Fi Channel Spotlight. Yeah. And he just showcase or showcase, and it showcases some horrible show, some horrible moment from a movie that, from the network he's on. Oh, they had to know what they were getting. Oh, they knew. I mean, they knew. Um, and they have to have a sense of humor about it, obviously, if they give the, him a show about it. Like but, I said, I hope he gets a season two. I think it's a solid show. I mean, it's no Nerdist, I, but it's still fucking hilarious. You know what? But you know, if you watch the original, if you look at, like, the original run of specials on uh, the BBC Nerdist versus the first two series they had under BBC, like, it evolved. And I think Will Wheaton Project has the ability to but, evolve. But I mean, that's every show. You don't know what you're doing in the first 5, 10, even 20 episodes. You figure out what's happening later on. I think some of the editing could have been done a lot better. I think it could have been a lot smoother. I think, is that Will Wheaton's fault? I don't know. The way he reacts to a green screen, I don't know. But some of it seemed very stilted. Okay. I don't have a follow-up for that. Do you think they should get a season two? Yeah, absolutely. All right, then. Let's see where it goes. You just want Skeletor to read more tweets, I do want you? Skeletor to come back because I want our tweets to be read. Uh, so we're going to go into a much longer rant at this point. The Robin Williams has passed. I wouldn't call that a rant. Um, so we're going to end... Like, so we've got like 10 minutes left. Nah, we'll take up longer than 10, and you know it. Rob Williams, you know... Um, passed away. Well, the diplomatic one. Um, and it's one of those where Lauren Bacall died within a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I were talking and she goes, well, why don't you have the same reaction to Robin Williams dying? Or, I'm sorry, uh, Lauren Bacall dying as you do Robin Williams. And here's the thing. Robin Williams. I grew up watching Nick at Night. I grew up watching Mark and Mindy. As a child, it was the genie in Aladdin. And then it was, you know, movies like uh, Birdcage when I was 16. And I'm not going to tell you about Mrs. Doubtfire. Absolutely, Mrs. Doubtfire with Matilda. And and, and, uh, pre-James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have Miss Doubtfire and um, with my dad, World of Corning Garb and so forth and so on. And you had these movies that came out. So it's just such an integral he's, part of the childhood. He's been there developed. since I was young. Yeah. He's always been there. And for him to be gone is admittedly very difficult. It's Chris Hardwick has talked about many times about comedians having a broken part of themselves. Or a broken part of the people around them that was the need to make people laugh. And I think Robin Williams really had that. It was the need to make people laugh. If you watch him live, it is don't stop, don't let them stop laughing, keep them going at all costs. Yeah. You can't live your life like that forever. 
Well, I mean, it literally is a candle burned at both ends. I mean, and I knew that he suffered from depression from, for, for decades. And you see that with people like uh, Will Wheaton, you see it with Pat Oswalt, where they talk about suffering from depression. Um, I like to think I'm funny on the show. I suffer from depression. So do I, but I mean, I think that's kind of the human condition. Were you ever medicated for it? No. Mm. Lucky you. I'm not a big fan of medication. My parents were. Um, my parents aren't. I was on a lithium derivative in high school. Like I said, no, my parents aren't. Um, because, frankly, being a teenager sucks, and having a medication control your mood when you're trying to figure out your feelings, not so much. Gee, I wonder why you're a fucked up adult. Because now I can't handle my emotions. Ooh, I smell the rock is cooking. I wasn't going to say Jack and or shit. So the Robin pe- Williams. So, um... Are we just going to go into the kind of the... No, actually, I was going to I was gonna say, personally, I was a big fan of the last project he was on. He did a show called The Crazy Ones with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Highly underrated show. I thought it was really funny. Although, admittedly, my favorite part was the credit series where they would show their ad-libbing and, you know, riffs on what the fuck was actually happening. But still, I thought it was a solid show. Very clever, very funny, well-written. But it was on CBS. And, you know, if you don't make it on CBS, you're just done. Yeah. I mean, they're not as bad as Fox, but they're still pretty bad. And Fox could be going for a couple seasons. Um, but like I said, I thought it was the a thing solid is his, show. His, like, the thing is that his, his career wasn't over. Not even close. I mean, the man has a legacy. The man is a legend. It's not like, and I, I bring this up. I realized he probably could have gone on to do Ghostbusters 3. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Who would he have replaced? Not Hill Ramos. He would have replaced, but he would have been a stand-in. My thing is that this is a guy who, and I bring this up in a funny way, but Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe? Whatever his fucking name is. Philippe. Yeah, great, whatever. Ryan Philippe. His career is fucking dead. Yeah, because he fucked around on Reith Witherspoon and then knocked up some nobody. My point is, he commits suicide. It's tragic, but we all move on. Rob Williams did not have that problem. Even if he didn't get a part, even if his show was cancelled, as The Crazy Ones was... It's too bad. Like I said, it was an excellent show. That... He could have kept working. It wasn't, it wasn't that his career was at a, a, a standstill. Or a nosedive. But anyways, he was... And he could have gone back to stand-up at any given point. And liked to do it. There's a great story, um, if you listen to the Douglas movies, with Mark Maron, uh, Camille and Johnny. Yeah, those two combined. For a Rob Williams respective, uh, a retrospective episode. Anytime those two have to interact, I'm fucking in. Um... But in terms of, it, and they're talking about Robin Williams. It's it's literally a day it's after. It's also just so funny, though. It's one of those things where it's like Mark Maron, by anybody's standards, is not a fucking alpha male. But he's not a beta either. And then you have the quote-unquote beta male with... Kamel. Who becomes an alpha male when he's around Mark Maron. We're getting off topic, though. Um, the man was, and we posted this on... on the tweets. On the tweets. And the face pages. Um, that he was a comedic giant whose legacy and shoulders we will stand on long after he's gone. 
Um, and I and I really truly believe that. I mean, this is a man who we're gonna get into the 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 last bit of this. Um, that I've been rewatching his filmography um, mm-hmm. as a marathon. Um, and the first two I watched, admittedly, two of my favorite movies by him, ever, are The Birdcage and Death of Smoochie. Um, radically different roles. Uh, what more more than more than ten years apart? I would say. Oh, way more than ten years apart. I think it's more like fifteen. It mm, might even closer to be twenty. Cause no, they, no, no. The Birdcage was in what? Ninety six. You're right. It's more like ten or fifteen. No. Um, Death Smoochie, also a highly underrated film. Both are highly underrated. Well, no, Death Smoochie, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bird Cave is critically... Uh, um, it's a critical darling, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, and by the way, it still holds up. It's, we talked about this off air, it still holds up. You and I both have favorite moments in that, which don't involve Robin Williams, but if he wasn't there, there would be no scaffolding for them to hang the comedy on. Like, he is the center... When he's teaching Nathan... Uh, I'm sorry, Nathan Fillion. When he's teaching Nathan Lane to walk like a man, which is weird because that's a song in Miss Deathfire, uh, and he goes, it's a cliche, but uh, John Wayne. And Nathan Lane tries to walk like John Wayne, and he comes back, and he goes, oh, was that, was that too much? And he goes, no, that was perfect. I just never realized John Wayne walked that way. I mean, it, it's just a, a sublime performance in Birdcage, in Death Smoochie. We, How can you play a film like Birdcage and have a completely understated performance? Because that's his performance in the entire film. Was completely spot Actually, on. he's the only one that's understated. Like I said, no, like I said, completely even, spot Even the son is... And Calista Flockhart. Uh, well, Excuse she's, me, the stick figure. But she's, well, she's background. I wouldn't call that understated. She's background. When she's Gene in the Hackman car. Gene Hackman plays understated. Like I said, when she's in the car with her parents and she's trying to explain why he lives in the neighborhood that he lives in. Oh, they moved in here years ago and the neighborhood just grew up around him. I thought he said it was mostly Jewish. I thought he said it was mostly sand. Well, you know the old saying, where there's sand. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. They never finished that saying, by the way. Um... But like I said, Nathan Lane, when well, he walks out the first time... Hank Azaria laughing at Nathan Lane when he first sees him as the mother, and he goes, <laughs> like a Japanese schoolgirl. Beautiful. And then tripping in the shoes that make him fall. Go ahead. I, I, I can't do the physical comedy, that, physical comedy that is Hank Azaria stealing the show on that. Oh, God, the god-awful accent. Oh, the Guatemalan accent? Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. No, no, it's it's so over the top. It's not bad, but it's just one of those, you're like, this is... this is. It's when he tries to correct it as straight, and he goes, oh, well, hello, and I don't wear shoes because they make me fall down. And then, yeah. Lo- and then he, coming, thunk. I love the birdcage. I, I was watching it at work uh, before I had to come on uh, to shift, and was trying so hard not to just guffaw, gut laugh, out loud. Like I said, Nathan Lane comes out as his quote unquote no 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 no
and then you see the sock. One always wants a hint of color, which, weirdly enough, nowadays actually does work. That's the problem. It's bones, like, it's motherfucker, it's, bones. Like I said, it's before the metrosexual, and I hate fucking saying that, but it's before, you know, dudes were okay with caring what they looked like and dressing up their outfit and having fun socks. And to quote Bones, having a belt buckle that says fucking cocky. It's it's the same thing, but I mean, Robin Williams, spot fucking on. Like, if he'd done a hint either way, more straight or more gay, the comedy would have been a fucking bust. But he's right down the center and it's perfect. And then the other one that you were watching... Playing, I'm, I'm sorry, playing the literal straight man in a gay comedy. That's what Robin Williams does. Like I said, and then the other one that you watched, the extremely highly underrated comedy of Death to Smoochie. The dark comedy. He's Rainbow fucking Randolph. Poor Rainbow Randolph. The Rainbow's a Nazi. And, uh, I mean, Edward Norton in that. Hilarious. You know, I kind of saw it as Kathleen a... Kathleen Kinnear in that. Fucking hilarious. Who? Catherine Kinnear? Is that not... Catherine Kinnear. Keener, sorry, Keener. Um, you're thinking Greg Kinnear, who's not in it. Yeah. Um, I I saw this movie as kind of a weird. Um, rewatching it recently, as in yesterday, I saw it as a very weird um, kind of young generation, uh, uh, old generation passing young generation, the torch, where you have um, Harvey Firestein, uh, Robin Williams, Danny DeVito. And then on kind of the other side of that coin, you have um, Catherine Keener, Ed Norton, uh, John Stewart, like kind of going, okay, this is kind of the young meets old comedic sensibilities. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, you have Spinner Dunn. Uh, I'll be right back, Smoochie. I gotta take a dump. Well, he's a boxer. You don't get hit He's the Drax of the movie. Yeah, you just agreed me. You did. Yes, you did. I'll be right back, Salad. I gotta take a dump. I gotta go ruin the Milano's bathroom. Got him and the cowbell. I hate I, I loved I loved Tommy, the sister. Just, uh, I've got a headache from my eyes and my ass. Don't give him anything that's got, like, clangs, honks, or horns, or whatever she fucking says. Um, I know, I sound like the most generic extra from, uh, Boondock Saints. You sound like the worst chibs ever from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. So, internet told me I'm wrong. Corrections. Corrections! Well, uh, we only have a couple, actually. Um, What? Um, Ed Harris was the engineer on Snowpiercer. There's no, there's no hand slap here. And by the way, I really want to talk to you about a mistake you made this week, involving that. Uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Uh, no hand slappy. Um, and then secondly, you went. I don't know what Del Toro had to do with any of the Hobbit movies. You were so right on this, and I was so wrong. He wrote and adapted them. Uh, I had to tell you, though, I frankly just, I could listen to him talk about his thought process and his house and the films he works on for, like, fucking hours. Fucking hours. Like, he's talking about the house he has. That yeah, is it's not no wonder he's got an eye for detail, like, Tolkien. Like I said, but I'm just saying, it's one of those where he talks about the house he has that his wife and his daughters aren't in, where you walk in and it's the picture of, 
I mean, it's the statue of, uh... Crab and Blanket. Geiger. Cthulhu. No. Writer. What did he write? Most of the original Cthulhu stories. Uh, Lovecraft. There we go. I was gonna say, it's the sculpture of Lovecraft. Give me a nerd card. Give me a nerd card. No, it just fucking blanked. I knew what I was talking about. I just I'll give you a hand slap, but I'm gonna fucking bitch about that later. Nope, 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 nope. Like I said, it's it's the picture of, like I said, you walk into the foyer, as he says, and it's it's Lovecraft reading a book. And then he has the room that's, like I said, and it's it's the room that's always raining. It's always a thunder, like I said, it's the house that he has that isn't his wife and his daughter's house. I'd love to have that kind of money. Like, to, like, to build, like, my house. It's like, okay, it's, it's, this it's is... It's not that he didn't earn it. Oh, no, God, no. Those are the only corrections we have? That's it. Okay. Mistakes you made this week? I encourage you. Okay, I'm sorry. Are we Are we doing... What, what do you have written? I have two mistakes I made this week. Well, one mistake we made this week, one mistake I made this week. Uh. Alright, um... Well, I, have a, I made and then we made. Okay, um, I made. I was out ingressing my fucking brain out on Monday, and I gave myself, because I was wearing these boots I didn't even think about, the most hilariously horrific blisters. I cannot believe that ingress has actually physically harmed me. The other one, the mistake we made this week, has to do with us triviaing on Tuesday. I don't care what argument you could have made, None of us would have ever bought Jurassic period colon Lost World. It wasn't Lost World. <laughs> no, but that's exactly what you said. The answer to the question for the final round of trivia. <laughs> trivia thank you. I almost said Jeopardy. Was Jurassic. That was the Jurassic period. And yeah. the entire time we were trying to think of one, I went, well, fuck it. If it doesn't end in park or colon Lost. park Lost, Lost World. World. I don't know what it is. And then it was drastic. And then I slammed my head against the table. Okay, you slammed your head against the table while the three of us girls were laughing hysterically. I haven't laughed like that in eternity. Like, all three of us just almost died of laughter. There is nothing you could have said to convince us that was the right answer. Nope. Or if I could, I, w I couldn't convince you to wager the points to actually win. Hey, we got second place. It was fine. But like I said, there is literally nothing you could have said. Do we have any social contracts? Or do you actually have a mistake I, 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 I do mistakes I made. Uh, one, I, I've been in mistakenly encouraging you. I've been enabling you. No more hand slaps. Why? We're done. Why? You should not feel like you have to have physical like retribution to being wrong. It's the wrong kind of enforcement. Dad, I'm not your child. For adults, it's okay. And then it makes it weird. Well, you just made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Pete Holmes made it weird. Okay. But you made it weird after that. So, no more hand slapping. No, it's okay. It's between you and Tony, and you deal with the fallout of that one. Secondly... Oh, when you get too introspective. Therapy isn't healthy for you. You smack of rehab. Um, Nobody can see the crazy look in my ass right now. Secondly, did you know that when you record yourself on video on an iPhone, you can't play music at the same time? Well, I do now, because you explained the situation to me. I am 
so sad that I can't see the entire video of this happening. Also, I cannot believe you actually tried to do this. I tried to make a dance video to Ooh Child by Where? the Five Stair Steps at the Colorado train station. With who watching? Everyone slash no one. Everyone was watching, but I danced like none was. I look forward to trying to play it on speaker and redoing it tonight. Oh, God. Good luck, fuckers. Because that's going on Facebook and YouTube. Do we have a social contract? Other than don't be a dickbag? Um, I actually did a social contract on Dam. Really? Um, yeah. Interesting. So no, no social contract here? You know, don't be an asshole. Don't be a glass-throwing hobo asshole. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon, and banjo!